Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Green Room Podcast Weekend Recap Edition. I'm Tony Paul, uh, here with uh, Matt Charbonneau, who's at the wonderful Coralville uh, Marriott in Iowa, or just outside Iowa, I guess it's in Coralville, uh, <laughs> Iowa, just outside Iowa City. Uh, yeah, another episode of the Green Room Weekend Recap Edition, um, glorious day for college football in the Big Ten. Um, Matt saw one hell of a game in <laughs> Iowa, Michigan State, uh, you know, under the D'Antonio era, they hadn't really done much of the letdown after they beat U of M. Um, slight letdown today <laughs> uh, against Iowa, 49 for the Iowa team and um, seven for the Michigan State team. Uh, not good. Um, no. Not good anywhere, really, for the state of Michigan. Uh, Michigan loses to Indiana 38-21. That's not good. Um uh, I think, you know, uh, yeah, not good, bad. But, you know, remember after the Rutgers game and everyone was freaking out and I said, you know, it wasn't as bad as it, as it seems. If you, if you really looked in deep in and yeah, yeah. Re- really broke it down, it wasn't that bad. Uh, um, this one was that bad. <laughs> I mean, there was, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was literally no aspect of this game that Michigan State played well in, or you'd say, well, that wasn't that bad. None, not one, not one single aspect. They didn't run the ball again. It was, let's see, 59 yards this time, for a whopping average of 1.8 yards a carry. Um, they stopped throwing the ball down the field other than two times. Um, Rocky Lombardi was awful. Uh, there's no other way to say it. Uh, three interceptions, one run back for a touchdown. Look, the first one was whatever. It was going to be a punt, but the one that was run back for a touchdown, just an awful decision. I mean, he said afterwards, I was probably trying to do too much, but man, uh, just a a really bad game for him and his homecoming to Iowa. The offensive line was bad again. Defensively, they didn't give up big plays the first two weeks. Well, they decided to do that today. A uh, 71-yard run right up the middle. Um, just special teams were brutal. They give up the punt return for a touchdown. Uh, they miss a field goal. I mean, there was nothing you can look at and say, Here, here's the epitome of it. Your only touchdown came from a backup punter who's playing tight end now. Now, look, Matt Dotson was hurt and didn't play today. But you've got Trenton Gillison and Adam Burkhorst, two three, four-star guys that are tight ends that look like they're good players and you're relying on Tyler Hunt, a former punter, a former backup punter. Uh, it, it was mystifying. All right, take, was, a, take a breath, take a breath. Take a breath. Matthew, take a breath, take a breath. There, there was nothing. And, and I could have been outside enjoying this weather, playing golf or something. Um, and, well, first uh, yeah. of all, um, thank you for um, giving me the quick – Cliff Notes version 
<laughs> there you go. That was for you, uh, buddy. Because I'm going to be honest. Um, I know this is the Green Room Podcast, and I'm supposed to contribute here. Um, but um, I'm not going to contribute a ton today. It was um, a Saturday. It was a glorious day out. It was a glorious day in this country. um this is saturday we are recording this saturday night of course as you know uh we have a new president-elect that uh, was finally announced today several days after the election so you know how much of a political nerd i am um i have been um in in integrated and and really into the presidential election for the last several months but really this week obviously and so today you know i didn't feel like watching football i didn't feel like getting brought down (laughs) by something i gotta tell you (laughs) The feeling was was shared by many in the in the press box at Kinnick Stadium today, especially after the first few minutes, and we realized how it was going. That there were some other things we might have wanted to pay attention to. Well, but, you guys and you guys and the game kicked off right after. Um, yeah, so right as the game was getting going, that was the big news that yeah. Joe Biden is the next president of the United States and Donald Trump is not. Um, and by the way, uh, I was thinking about this today. Uh, Donald Trump lost the blue wall. Which was Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Ohio, or Pennsylvania, Michigan, and um, Wisconsin. And I got to thinking today after these two big Michigan, Michigan State games that maybe, um, maybe the Blue Wall people are kind of pissed at them for bringing back Big Ten football. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, I thought Detroit media was the Blue Wall. That's what I'm right. Saying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, we're not going to get into politics. You all know my opinion. If you follow, if you, by the way, uh, I got a text message from Josh Katzenstein today, who um, our Detroit News readers, astute readers, will recognize as our former Detroit Lions writer. He now lives in New Orleans. Um, and he sent me a text message today. Go, and he said to me, he said, you know, I, you know, he's like, I know you're conservative. I appreciate you getting on the right side of history here. And I was like, wait, I thought he was what? joking. I thought he was joking. And uh, he wasn't. He thought from his time in Detroit when we used to play golf and play poker, he thought I was a conservative. Uh, That's I, don't, I don't. I don't know what gave him that impression. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that was funny. I had to, and I, I was texting back with him tonight. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You must be thinking of somebody else. And he was insistent that I have been a conservative. <laughs> and I'm like, but no, I don't think I have. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was very, it was very funny. And uh, but anyway, um, fascinating week in the election. But we're not going to get into politics uh, because that's not why you listen, and I'm sure it's not why you follow me on Twitter or unfollowed me on Twitter. Anyway, um, <laughs> maybe why they unfollowed you. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, long story short, I did not watch any college football today. I did, I did keep up. I did keep up with the rising scoreboard. You know, because when you click the refresh button on your Twitter on your phone, um, at the top of the at the top of the Twitter has the scoreboards of your, yeah. of the games that you would be interested in. So of course it has Michigan state and Michigan. And all I kept seeing was the points go up and up for, for the non Michigan teams. Um, but anyway, so let's get back into, you're going to tell us a little bit more about what's going on with this football team. Um, again, uh, Michigan state loses to Iowa 49 to seven. And this is an Iowa team that was really back against the wall a little bit off to a tough start and a Michigan state team, that looked phenomenal last week, uh, not just on the field, but again, the game plan and the execution, we talked about that. Um, I did see a couple of things on Twitter early on today that um, the, the going outside to the corners, what they did against Michigan, um, Iowa was prepared. <laughs> Iowa had a little right. bit more of a game plan. And of course they're going to, because they saw the game, they saw the game film, you're going to make a plan and you're not going to allow that to happen. Um, so I do know that. I, um, but uh yeah, Lombardi, big step back today. 
disappointing. I would, I mean, again, he wasn't fantastic against Rutgers, but really showed a lot of poise last week against Michigan. I think, you know, I would think that you start with the quarterback on a lot of these teams and that would be a big disappointment, big step back for the Spartans. Yeah, no, and you talked about poise. That that poise did not exist today. Now, at where all. is he? Where is he? He's from Iowa. Where in Iowa is he from? He, well, he was in a couple spots, bounced around. High school was just outside of Des Moines, um, but probably he spent the bulk of his time growing up here in Iowa. Uh, okay. Even though his dad was an assistant coach at Eastern Michigan for a while, I did not uh, his know first that. ever football game, I believe, was at Michigan Stadium. Uh, really? Anyway, when he was an infant, but um, yeah, so an Iowa kid who I, he talked during the week, he really wanted to play well here. I mean, Iowa kind of recruited him, but they wanted him to be a linebacker. It was funny. I made the joke that Kirk Ferentz somewhere about halfway through the game was like, see, I told you he was a linebacker. Um, but he, I mean, look, Rocky, the, the poise was not there at all. The decision-making, it just, it, you could just tell he, he didn't feel comfortable in there. I mean, it, by the second half, it was a little better, but by then, let's be honest, it was 35, nothing at halftime. I mean, the game was over. Um, the, 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 interesting thing or the question we had for Mel Tucker was why didn't you take him out earlier and not like it's some grand thing like we don't believe in Rocky anymore but you got two backup quarterbacks essentially no, who, who've yeah. never taken a snap for the most part I mean Theo Day's taken a few and there's uh, no reason clear. to get there's no reason for right. Rocky to get injured no. right and it's clear though at this point that we believe that Peyton Thorne was the backup and he eventually did come in and the, the man's yet to take a college snap so why did we wait till whatever it was, I don't know, five, six minutes left in the game and and handed it off twice and three times in a bad throw, and that was it. Uh, but, you know, Mel Tucker said there wasn't really much talk of it at that point, a little bit surprising. But, um, yeah, Rocky, it was, a, it was a tough day. I mean, it was a tough day for him. It, it's everything you saw good the first couple of weeks, it kind of went in the wrong direction. But, again, you you mentioned Iowa was ready for it. Iowa was pretty strong in the corners. They were taking that away from him. And when you can't run the ball, I sound like a broken record, but when you can't run the ball, you become one-dimensional. You it, become limits what, it, it limits what you can do. And, you know, yeah. last week there was no excuse from Michigan to let all that passing go and, and let Michigan State go crazy. Because, they, yeah, they ran for a few yards last week, but it was a lot – one big chunk. They didn't run very well, I didn't think. Um, you know, and so – Really, Michigan, they got away with it with Michigan. For some reason, Michigan didn't adjust accordingly last week. This week, clearly, if you're not going to be able to run the ball, you're not. You know, other teams are going to take the the outside game away from you and the, the passing game. You have to figure that out. I mean, I mean, I, I'd say that you have to figure it out, or the season's over. Look, it's not going to be a great season. And I think we thought that even after the Michigan win, that you know yeah. this team's going to have some bumps in the road. Um, but like you said, at least you could pick a little bit out of Rutgers. You could say, okay, they did that. They did that. They did that. You could take a lot out of Michigan, particularly again, the game plan and the execution, no redeeming qualities. <laughs> it's like, a, no. it's, it's like, a, 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 and you would know where, where you would know what, what line of thinking I'm thinking of here. It's like an X, <laughs> no redeeming qualities, <laughs> you know, out of this game. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're not going to figure this out, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a long season. And this is the first time I heard Mel Tucker sound frustrated. I, and I, I know we haven't gotten him a lot, but I mean, the guy is ultra positive. He really is. And, and you see him over there clapping, but he, he sounded pretty frustrated after this one. Um, you could tell he talked a lot about, you know, you get punched in the mouth and, and how do you respond, you know, and it's clear he wasn't happy with how his team responded today. I mean, he's not the kind of coach that's going to single out guys and, you know, 
say something about one guy or say we're making all these changes, but it, it's clear he was he was unhappy with, you know, not that you lose a game, but that it just looked like you came out there and you didn't have that fight. Um, and and I, I hate to say that about these kids that are out there. I mean, most of these teams, these guys are all busting their you-know-what and the stuff they go through. Busting their ass is what you wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, and it's just – it's hard. I have a hard time ever saying they don't – you know, they're not playing as hard they don't care. But And I don't think that's it. I just think sometimes you you just didn't start with that energy like you should, and defensively they sure didn't. They, they played okay defensively the last two and a half quarters, but, again, it didn't matter by then. And it didn't matter when your offense is doing literally nothing. So, yeah, Mel Tucker was a frustrated coach today. Um, you know, I don't think that lingers to next week or whatever, like – you know, there's some big issue. I know some people the first week were screaming for Mel Tucker to be fired, which was freaking ridiculous. Um, yeah, most because coaches, right, most coaches will get more than one game. Right. And as you mentioned, did we believe this was going to be some great year? No, no. no. And, yeah. now, and look, yeah, we talked about last week. We talked about a lot of the things they did well. It was an impressive win. Neither one of us was sitting you – know, I hate to, you know, pat, you know I, I hate to pat us on the back, although I'll do it. You know, when we talked about when we talked about the Rutgers game again, we picked out some positives. You could see some positives, which kind of led into the Michigan game, which they had did a lot of positives. But neither one of us were here last week in last week's episode talking about look out. I mean, this they're going to run the table or they're going to go five and three or six and two or whatever. We weren't saying that. There's clearly it's it's a team that's in transition. There are some pieces, um, but there's some missing pieces. And until they figure that out, you're going to have moments like this. Now, this was a, an embarrassing loss. I mean, you don't want to go lose by 42 points. I mean, against a team that really theoretically shouldn't be that much better than you, if they're better than you at all, given what you did last week. Um, so, yeah, all right. Look, Lombardi was not good. Defense is not good. The running game was not there. Give me something. You said no redeeming qualities. Give me one thing other than the weather that was good about today. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful here in Iowa too. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, yeah. I had shorts on today, and when the sun went down, got a little chilly. I put some pants on, but um, give me something that was well, that was uh, somewhat that one uh, guy, one play, one some one something that was you positive. Are make, you are making me work really hard. I know. Dig into that stat sheet. Maybe it's on page twenty-eight or something. I don't think offensively there was a single thing to point out. Um, uh, Antoine Simmons wasn't even that good today, was he? Antoine Simmons was playing hurt. We don't know exactly the injury. He was limited, right? We don't know what was he going was on. He was limited. We asked him and Mel Tucker. They both – I mean, you, you, you give him a little credit because neither of them are, are using an excuse, so they don't really want to talk about it. But, you know, Simmons said, you know, he, I couldn't go the whole time. And he clearly was not 100%. So, you know, you can't be nearly as effective. Mm. Uh I, it's tough. I would say guys like, you know, some young guys in the interior, Jalen Hunt, the young redshirt freshman defensive tackle, played pretty well. Um, you saw a couple flashes from him. Julian Barnett started today at the nickel, a corner, but I've had a lot of people saying, well, where's Julian Barnett? Where's Julian Barnett? The kid's supremely talented. but by, And he was rotating at that nickel with Michael Dowell, more of a safety depending on situation. By the second half, Angelo Gross, a true freshman, was playing and not Julian Barnett. There's clearly something with Julian Barnett in terms of the understanding of the defense right now. It's not his ability. I just think it's it's that comfortable level, which he's not he's not there yet. So I I, I man, 
Jalen Hunt was one. Michael Fletcher, redshirt freshman defensive end, played a lot. Got his first sack. As I'm going through it, you look out there and say Shakur Brown, a cornerback, is out there. You know, they're down five touchdowns, and the quarterback overthrows the ball, and he's running around making the incomplete sign, looking at the empty stadium like he did something. It's like, my man, you're, you're getting buried, and it's the second half, and you're – you're acting like this is a no-fly zone, and you didn't do anything. So, yeah, it was a lot of head scratchers out there. So, yeah, yeah, you got to work hard to find a whole lot of positives. So, All right. well, I did hear that Mel Tucker talked for about 20 minutes after the game, didn't duck any questions, and, and took no. him head on, and took him head on. And I think you're going to like that about him. On you know, with football coaches, they're temperamental people. Uh, after losses, I mean, you remember, you know, D'Antonio was pretty tough after a loss, you know, a guy like Saban or whatever. I mean, it's tough talking to coaches after a loss. <coughs> Excuse me. But Mel Tucker did sit there for 20 minutes a day and I did answer every question head on. And there are a lot of questions. Uh, you know, when you lose a game like that, after you win a game like you did last week, there's going to be a lot of questions. So I think people are going to like the accountability um, with the program. At least, you know, at least that's what I'm seeing right now. I think there is a lot of being of players and coaches holding everyone accountable. Um, yeah, and so we'll see how they bounce back. Um, well, but, and he he said one thing that I like too in that post game. He said, "Own it. Don't lie to yourself." That's it. That's you know, it. and it's 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 we all see it, and he's not going to try and hide it. You know, there's you said the good phrase earlier to transition year, right? And it is. I mean, it always is going to be that way. Yeah. So it's there's a lot of figuring each other out this year, and you're going to see moments like last week when everything clicked and it looked great, and you're going to see stuff like this week when it looks miserable. Right. You, again, what I said last week is you hope to see consistent progress from certain areas, usually younger guys. Yeah. You want quite, to and we're, and, yeah, we're not seeing that yet. We're seeing flashes. Well, you're um, seeing flashes, flashes, right? flashes on defense, um, flashes on offense. Uh, you're seeing it a little bit, but. You want to yeah. be able to get to the end eight games and and, right. and 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 look at it as a whole, but obviously we're, you know, we are. Where you want to be able to, you want to be able to get to eight games, right? You know, well, that's true too. We yeah, should yeah, never I do that. Uh, don't be surprised if Notre Dame's the next. Uh, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, we're we're filming this or recording this. I'm sorry. Um, uh, we're recording this Saturday night. Notre Dame just beat Clemson in double overtime and. As Matt was telling me, watching from his Marriott hotel room in Coralville, <laughs> Iowa, that uh, Notre Dame fans, which uh, I guess there are they have fans there, but they rush the field uh, with necks hanging with masks hanging around their necks. Yeah, uh, so that's uh, not ideal. Nope. Um, but uh, but a pretty good game to cap off a, a weekend of football. Own it and don't hide it. That's good advice. And Mel Tucker should uh, should give that advice to uh, somebody else that could use that advice. I tell you, he's uh, anyway. He, yeah, he's a, he's a positive guy, and if there's someone that's going to keep them on the right path, he sounds like the right guy. Just right, you know. Well, there's definitely a motivating factor with this man. Um, and again, yeah. I talked to you. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That I've heard some stuff about Mel Tucker when he talks to donors and he's in these things and these cocktail parties and whatever, and he's speaking to you know the, to the to the check writers. Um, <laughs> He doesn't go out of his way to, you know, give these rah-rah speeches. He's pretty standard. He's, you know, it doesn't seem to be his comfort zone. But if you watch the video from of his speech before the game at Michigan last week, you can clearly see, um, and it's on Twitter, the MSU, um, MSU football people had a field day on Twitter last week, by the way. Um, well done for them. But if you go watch the video, it, it, Mel Tucker clearly has a motivating bone in his body, I mean, when it comes to his players. So, 
Yeah. Uh, we and we got an inside glimpse of that, and there's going to be some of that needed again with a young team and with a team with holes and team win transition. So they're one and two. Um, they got five games left, hopefully. Knock on wood. God willing, they got five so games left. Yeah. Um, they got next week. They got Indiana. Uh, Indiana coming off another pretty impressive win, although we don't know what to make of Michigan. <laughs> How impressive, really. Uh, again, Michigan, of course, beat Minnesota in the opening week. And we were all like, you know, even I said it on here, I thought it was very impressive. I thought Minnesota was better than they were. Then Michigan comes and really didn't do anything to adjust to Michigan State last week. And so you kind of got a little sense of them. And then um, and then Indiana beats Michigan 38 to 21 today. It was 10 points at one point. Indiana rushed out to the lead and then got to within 10 points at one point. Uh, but uh Anyway, it ended up being a 38-21 blowout, and boy, the heat is on um, Harbaugh. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, in any event, they got Indiana next week. Michigan State does. It's obviously going to be a challenge. Um, Michael Penix has had a couple of great performances this year uh, against Michigan and against Penn State. Now we can talk about what that Penn State win means later, too, yeah. uh, with Penn State losing to Maryland today, 35-19. Uh, but they got challenges next week. The defense is going to have to show up a little bit more than this week. And, uh, you know, clearly, I mean, Rocky's going to have to, uh, you know, make better decisions. And they got to, you know, look, you know, we keep saying they got to find a running game. They might not find a running game this, this year. You know, they're going to yeah, have to go. They're going to have to go just try people and they're going to give people opportunities to see what you got moving forward. I think that's kind of where no they're sign. at in that, in no that aspect right now. Yeah. There's no sign right now that that suddenly turns around. There, right. there just isn't. Well, it's I three mean, games in. I mean, even in a 12 game season, you're a quarter, you'd be a quarter of the way in. Right now, you're nearly halfway. Well, I yeah. guess you're a third of the way with that ninth game, but um, yeah. it's not something that I think anyone would be expecting. But um, areas where we areas where we should see improvement next week would be where. Well, you, you you'd expect Rocky to play a little better. You'd expect them to be able to move the ball through the air certainly better than they did today because you've seen them do it. You saw them do it for the first two weeks. Right. Um, you would expect them to limit the big plays because really today was the first time we saw that. Um, this will be interesting. This is the first time they're really going to play, you know, a, a really kind of electric mobile quarterback in Penix. Yeah, this, this, this kid's now, good, man. This yeah, kid's good. You know, Verdal in the first game with Rutgers is a solid player, but he's not He's not at this level. And certainly the kid we saw today, spent, what is that, I already forget his thinking name, Spencer Spencer something. Spencer. I mean, it's Spence. Hey, Spence. And again, they didn't have to rely on him making a bunch of plays. Let's be honest. Um, sure. You know, Iowa ran the ball well and scored on special teams, scored on defense. So they, they weren't they weren't counting on their quarterback too much. But this will be the first time Michigan State's facing a, a real dynamic quarterback like this. And that'll, that'll be a challenge, to, to say the least. I mean, they've. Well, they saw. I mean, they saw a decent. They saw a decent one in Milton. I still believe in Milton a little bit, but no. But he's around. not. But he's still pretty raw and still pretty he's, young. He's raw. He's raw. He's raw. Penix has been around and um, clearly is a game changer. Can be. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. They're they're definitely going to see a game changing quarterback. I mean, but, but um, and same the same way in the first going from week one to week two, you're like, I don't think they turned the ball over seven times. Going from this game to the next game, you think you would expect Rocky to play significantly better you would expect to see not so many big plays given up on defense but you know indiana's probably better than any not probably certainly better than anyone they played to this point so indiana might be the second best team in the big 10 i i I mean i think they are 
I mean, I mean, we don't know I mean, about Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's... Well, no, with, if Wisconsin plays another game, we might know something about Wisconsin, but um, we don't know if it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, you talked about the turnovers. Uh, so they had seven turnovers in week one. They had zero last week. What did they have this week? Three three picks. Three picks. Okay, so we're going seven, zero, three. So we're on track, you know, OCD. We're going to have zero next week. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, so three picks. And that, that's, that's the discouraging thing. But again... Yeah. You have a quarterback who's still new to the starting role. And um, again, I mean, it's, this, none of this is really a big surprise. I mean, if you would have said they were going to be one and two after three games, I think we would have all believed that. It just did, didn't take the route there that maybe we thought they would have. Right. Um, right. So, so they got Indiana. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. Then what? What's, what's, uh, what's, what's on the schedule moving forward? Well, you're really testing me, aren't you? I'm sorry. I, I thought you would maybe know off the top of your head, but uh, now you're going to look it up on the internets. I should know uh, these things, seeing as I'll have to be there. Right? Um, Don't you have some flights scheduled or something? Let's see. They're at uh, they're at Maryland. And here we go. Uh, this is interesting because Maryland, um, who we, you more than me, but we um, thought was going to be awful this year, and uh, they just took it to Penn State today, thirty-five to nineteen. Yeah. Think, uh, again, we're not sure. I guess. <laughs> What to make a Penn State? Uh, Penn State's zero three. Not sure what to make of most things. Come on, Penn State's zero and three, right? Yeah, they're zero and three. Zero and three because they lost the they lost the the longest inch game against Indiana, and then lost to Ohio State <laughs> last week, and then losing to Maryland. Uh, all right, so uh, so they got so they got Maryland. What else? What, what's the rest of the, of the way here? Let's say well, Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State. I, I'm struggling. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> That'd be downer here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I'm not sure said? after what we've seen to this point, you can look on the schedule and feel really solid about another win. No, but I can also look on the schedule and say that they don't absolutely lose to anybody but Ohio State. Right. You got to see some improvement, obviously. But again, yeah. got to get that running game going because the game against Michigan, it's, it's inexcusable that Michigan didn't adjust at halftime to what Michigan State was doing. Yes, it was an excellent win by Michigan State. They did a lot of things right. Michigan did not adjust. Have to adjust. They did not. Uh, you knew Iowa was going to adjust. They were going to take some things away from Michigan State. Clearly, they did that today. You know that the game film is going to be out. Everyone's going to have this moving forward. So, uh, I mean, they'll probably pick off another win or two. Who knows? Uh, the Big Ten doesn't look very, the Big Ten doesn't look very good. Um, they they look a little rusty. You know, they're they're three games into their season. You know, Clemson and Notre Dame are in there. We're at their seventh and eighth games today. So uh, yeah. you're definitely, you're definitely seeing a little bit of a early season um, rust, I guess I'll call it from the big 10. So yeah, basically uh, we're just waiting for two weeks when Ohio state plays Indiana, which we yeah. all circled. That yes. Start here, right? yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. They'll pick off a couple, but they're going to be two and six or three and five and, you know, play some, you know, garbage game, you know, for their week nine game. Yeah. Um, I think what everyone needs, every Michigan State fan needs to do, and it's hard to do, I get it. Um, and trust me, judging by my Twitter timeline, people don't get this, but you, you, they, you lose sight really quickly of, of what the season is and what we kind of expected it to be. And it's this. You know, it's yeah. It's Mel Tucker talked again today about another thing he brought up: consistency and, and performance. And consistency is clearly not there. Um, 
and I and, and I, I don't think and I don't think that's there with anybody. No, I mean, it's you not. don't have you don't have non-conference games. You're going right into your season. I mean, it's a sprint, not a marathon, for the first yeah. time. You know, there's no consistency with anybody except maybe Ohio State. So um, that's not a surprise. But it just the stark difference, though, is a little yeah. discouraging. It's a little discouraging. Yeah, I mean, certainly you're right. dis- you certainly want to you lose to Iowa today. That happens. You're, you know, right. that no one thought that that wasn't a possibility or even a realistic chance or a likely chance or likelihood. But uh, the, the stark difference from the performances is, is discouraging. Yeah. I mean, and just to see, especially offensively, where it looked like there was yeah. just nothing. Yeah. And that's that, that's the disheartening thing. And that's what I say. You want to not see that. Whether you win or lose, you don't want to see games like today. You want to see signs. You don't want to go back at the end of the game like I did. And when you ask me, try and find a positive and you can't find one. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's you know, if you if you start piling up a few, you know, three, four games like that the rest of the way, then I can see you being discouraged going into the offseason. But, sure. you know, let, let's see where it goes because you're right. Every team outside Ohio State and Indiana to a certain extent, but every other team is dealing with this these wild swings. And when you look at what Michigan State was dealing with, with the new staff and all that, it's none of this should be surprising. You shouldn't be happy about it. You shouldn't be satisfied. But look at, the, look at the bright side. I mean, the Michigan yeah. State's not in last place in the Big Ten East. Hey, I mean, well, they're, they're up ahead of Ohio State, just like we all predicted. Um, by the way, is there anyone in the around the Big Ten not in Nebraska who isn't happy every time Nebraska loses? Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's happy that Nebraska's in the Big Ten, um, uh, especially if they've, <laughs> they've been acting really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're real good team team players these days. No, no, no. I, I think that uh, you know. I mean, uh, uh, we we yeah. No one I think is overly thrilled that they're, they're in the Big Ten. I mean, Rutgers and Maryland, they're nice. Uh, they're nice participants. <laughs> you know? Watch Michigan uh, State play Nebraska in that ninth game. I know. I was thinking about that actually. That's a possibility. So, um, okay, Big Ten today again. Uh, Michigan State loses to Iowa, forty-nine to seven. Uh, Northwestern beats Nebraska 21 to 13 again. Yay. Um, Maryland beats Penn State 35, 19. It's just stunning that Penn State is, uh, is 0 and three. And you know, that that first game against Indiana was so good uh, and such a good, and I think that everyone, you know, it was, it was, it seemed at the time less of an indictment on Penn State and more of a, a boost and, uh, you know, of what Indiana was. And then Penn State comes out the last two weeks and, and they held, I guess, with Ohio State last week, but then gets slaughtered by Maryland today. Uh, Maryland, again, a team that neither one of us thought was <laughs> – this is a bit of a surprise. And then Minnesota bounces back. Minnesota puts up 41 and only gives up 14 uh, to well, Illinois. Um, Illinois, a team that's uh, about as close to the verge of not being able to play because of COVID and still right. be able to play. So they're right. shorthanded, to say the least. Um, and then uh, Purdue and Wisconsin canceled a uh, second consecutive game that Wisconsin has canceled because of COVID. They still put out some numbers yesterday or today. They still have a significant amount of, of positive tests in the program. So we're not sure how they're going to be moving forward. And that brings us well, to that bring, you know, brings us real, that? real quick. Wisconsin did say they on Friday started some limited conditioning, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, they, they did. They still have positive tests. They obviously are still going to have numbers, so they're still going to have to get under the threshold or get to, you know, or stay under the threshold um, yeah. to play. But yeah, they did have team activities, but they have two games. And they, by the way, if they um, if they miss another game, they're they're not going to be college, you know, football playoff eligible. I don't think. I think or or Big Ten championship eligible if they lose another game, right? 
I think if they lose a third game, they're not going to be eligible for that game. Uh, I think I, I read that, that somewhere. I read that somewhere. Uh, I'm throwing that out. It's late at night. And I'm sure you people, fine, fine, sexy people will fact check me on that and let us know if I'm wrong. Uh, you won't let me know if I'm right, but you will let me know if I'm wrong. I know that. Um, so anyway, Wisconsin, two games in a row canceled. Uh, it's it's disappointing, by the way, given how good Wisconsin played the first week. Um, but it seems uh, like a long time ago now. It does. It does. Um, but uh, Barry Alvarez was uh, one of the main forces behind the Big Ten Um getting into this and playing and uh, um, they've got issues still. So, yeah. um, but we'll see, but that brings us to Michigan because Wisconsin scheduled to play Michigan this week. Um, so we're going to find out probably relatively early in the week if that game is going to happen. Optimistic probably that it will, if they did the quarantining right, then they're going to probably get under the threshold. Um, but they'll be playing a very wounded Michigan team <laughs> losing 38 to 21 to Indiana. The Harbaugh heat is scorching right now it is um i mean it is a hot potato i mean i mean people i mean the vast majority of michigan fans want him gone that's how quickly this has turned um and uh it's going to be very fascinating to see how this season plays out from michigan uh who again looks so good against minnesota then we found out minnesota not very good and then of course last week and then this week uh michigan's got issues and again and somebody put this point on twitter and some people are asking if Jim Harbaugh can't win at Michigan, who will? And, um, you know, Michigan's in a wow. I mean, someone can win, but this yeah. is a guy who had the credentials, had the homegrown um, background, um, the Michigan man through and through. I mean, who has it better than us? Um, everybody now, um, or a lot of teams now. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're a rough spot. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I guess the only good thing moving forward is if that game happens next week, they'll at least play a team in Wisconsin that hasn't played in three weeks. Uh, right. So maybe that gives them a chance to, to get back on the right side of things. But uh, a very, uh, you know, Michigan State had the little the letdown, clearly a letdown, not saying that, you know, they took this game for granted. I'm not saying that. But when you lose like this after a big game of your rival, it's a letdown. Um, Michigan didn't exactly have a let up you know they didn't you know they didn't have this bounce back against indiana it didn't look very good at all today um it's gonna be fascinating to see how this plays out with harbaugh well the, and the other thing you mentioned too is we're talking about harbaugh and the heat he's under last week against michigan state i'm quite certain it was 10 penalties for michigan today eight penalties for 89 yards i mean those are those usually go right back to coaching not much discipline out there right now i mean we could throw in the, the turnovers a couple interceptions for joe milton um but man, when you look at stuff like that, that really makes you start wondering what's going on over there, you know. And that starts to give credence to everyone who's who's after Jim Harbaugh now. And you're right; it is remarkable to figure to how we got to this point. I mean, I said it for a while. If it's not Jim Harbaugh, who, who yeah, do you? I mean, I mean, I mean, who's it going to be? And, I, and again, well, of course, there's somebody that. there's somebody out there, of course, that can come of in and win. Is. But the only this reason was I say that is because Jim Harbaugh was hired to make this team a championship elite team. He clearly hasn't done that. So right. what, you know, you've given up on, I, I don't know, it's you, It's clear 9-10 wins is not what you want to do. No, you're Michigan. I mean, this is year six. You haven't gone to the Big Ten championship game. Therefore, you haven't gone to the college football playoff. Um, you know, I mean, uh, this was, you know, I mean, like, has Michigan been awful? No, they haven't been awful under Jim Harbaugh. But again, you didn't bring him in to be good. You brought him in to be yes. great. 
And, and, and let's be honest, they're nowhere near Ohio State right now. Nowhere. No, I mean, the gap is the gap is massive. There's no question. And uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. I think he's got, what, another year on his deal? After uh, that. So it, they were supposed to talk this summer, right, about a new contract. Of course, the COVID thing shut that down. They haven't done that. So I don't know how this is going to play out. This is how late we're going. The Saturday Night Live with uh, Dave Chappelle starting, and they're doing a – it's, uh, do they have Jim Carrey on yet? I was, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they have Jim Carrey and um, oh, who's the woman who does Kamala Harris? Why am I forgetting? Oh, that's uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's on the cold. She's, so, she's so good, by the way. And Dave Chappelle, yeah, Maya Rudolph is so good as as Kamala Harris. Oh my god, <laughs> I know. Uh, that's Jim Carrey, we're doing it, I know Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, not so good. I love Jim Carrey. Not that uh, bad. He's not that good though. And here's the thing, I love Jim Carrey. In living from all the way back in living color days, uh, you know, back with the the fly girls and in living color. I mean, I love that show growing up as a kid, and then of course with Ace Ventura and all and all his great movies and Dumb and Dumber. I love Jim Carrey. I think he's a brilliant person. I think he's a brilliant comic. Um, but every time he does Joe Biden, it just reminds me of Fire Marshal Bill ah! <laughs> from in living from in living color, and oh. I just I just doesn't. Like they brought him in, it was this big. Maybe it was overhyped. Maybe that was the problem because they brought him in. He's Joe Biden, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's gonna be great." And they had a guy, Jason Sudeikis, who was really good as Joe Biden, a more scaled back version. But Jim Carrey just he hasn't quite done it. I mean, he, they even had Woody Harrelson on, I think, last season to do Joe Biden once, and Woody Harrelson was really good. He had these massive fake, sparkling white teeth. But uh, um, I don't know. I love Jim Carrey. Um, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I hope that the contract doesn't go four years for you. I'd rather have them go back to Jason and, uh, have, well, um, Jason Sudeikis is too big of a star now. Come on. I know, but, uh, he was, uh, I just thought he was so good. You know, I, I love Jim Carrey. Don't get me wrong. I just think there's something off, you know, and, uh, and he's a little <laughs> rusty. He's a little rusty with live TV too. I mean, he breaks into, he, he, he breaks out of character a little bit too, but, um, but anyway, yeah, Saturday Night Live, that's how late we're. Tell like yeah. we're doing this on this uh, this crazy Saturday. But anyway, just to wrap up really quick, Jim Harbaugh, where does this go from here? Um, oh. I, I I just I, – I feel like if something happens, it's going to be this mutual – Yeah. Mutual resolution of, hey, it hasn't yeah. worked. I'm going to go back to the NFL. That's cool. We'll find – we're going to find a younger – you know, a younger coach and or whatever. You know, somebody maybe, – maybe you don't have to have a Michigan man, you know. I mean, I know it didn't work with Rich Rod, but I think that's a little unfair. It's an outlier. Um, you know, I don't – but maybe you don't have to have this Michigan man. Maybe you just go get the best young coach you can. Yeah, and, I don't – And try something different, you know. Yeah, I think I think they need to get away from that. I yeah. mean, stop that Michigan man stuff. It, yeah. They, then you're just limiting your pool. Why limit it? Yeah. You know, but I, I, I think absolutely – if, if this doesn't work out and they're going to go their separate ways, I think it is something like that at the end of the year in the off season, there's going to be NFL openings. Harbaugh's proven to be a good NFL coach. I think that's always kind of been out there. I, I think that's how it'll go. Yeah. He'll end up taking an NFL job saying, thanks, Michigan. He just you know, feels like he just fe- fire him, you know. Yeah. He just feels a little bit, I mean, he doesn't, it just feels like he doesn't, I mean, the energy's not there like it was at the beginning. Now when he got the job, I mean, it was this huge thing and, he was on the side of the road helping broken down cars and he was staying the night at recruits houses. And I mean, he was Jesus um, when he first started. I mean, obviously that had to end because you weren't, 
going to national championship games. So that stuff runs dry really and turns people off really quickly, but it just doesn't feel, it just feels like a little bit of a disconnect. And again, you know, you bring in, you know, you bring in Don Brown and Don Brown's defense. I mean, you can pick that apart. Uh, maybe it's just time to, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just time. Uh, and we'll see it. I mean, I, I could see it happening at the end of this season. Um, By the way, I want, I wish everyone out there could do the Don Brown drinking game. And that's every time during a broadcast, the announcers reference Don Brown. Don Brown. I don't know what it is. They love saying Don Brown. Don Brown defense. Don Brown. And the Don Brown defense, especially when it's Kirk Herbstreit. Holy moly. He never stops. <laughs> Don Brown defense. Don Brown. Don Brown. Like the old, <laughs> it's like the old, you know, every time on Fox, they have to mention Stafford and, the, and Herschel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. Uh, so again, to recap, uh, we'll see where Michigan goes from here. It's going to be interesting. Again, Michigan loses 38-21 to Indiana. They're scheduled to play Wisconsin this week. We'll see early on in the week whether Wisconsin's ready to play some football again. Obviously, they're coming off two consecutive weeks shut down because of COVID. Michigan State, no redeeming qualities really. I tried like hell, folks, to get Matt to say one nice thing. You know, it was like, it was like 2000. It was like 2016. That final debate between Hillary and Donald Trump and the moderator said. I want you guys to say one nice thing about each other. And they both like, you could just see them frightened. <laughs> no redeeming qualities, really a 49-7. But again, team in transition. Uh, we'll see where they go from here. Uh, we, you know, Really, again, the beginning of the year, we thought they'd be one and two at this point. They are. It just uh, They took a little bit of a zigzag route to get here. Um, so, and they play, uh, obviously, they play, who the hell do they play? with? Uh, Indiana. 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 The wonderful Hoosiers and Michael Penix, uh, who uh, – had another good game against Indiana today. Um, so that's that's where we go from here. Um, you can follow Matt on Twitter, Matt Charbonneau. Uh, you can follow me again on Twitter because your election is over. Tony Paul, 1984. Uh, I ended up losing, by the way. I ended up, you know, when I said, um, I think it was like three months ago, I said, what's the over-under on how many Twitter followers I'm going to lose between now and the election? And I put the over-under on 500. And for a while, I was up like 15. Um, but then all the mail-in ballots came in (laughs) (laughs) and the number shifted and I looked today and I'm down about 130. So, but that's better than the 500. So if you put the money on the under, you're a winner. Um, so that's it. You can check out Matt. He's going to have his big 10 power rankings up at DetroitNews.com. He'll have all the preview coverage and the recap coverage in this week's game, all the preview coverage for the game at Indiana. Um, other than that, uh, good day. Uh, you know, good day in America. Uh, we have a we have a new uh, a new day in America. How about that? Um, so uh, that's about it, Matt. Anything else? Other than, I mean, other than that, I'm just going to say, hey, the COVID numbers are going up. Wear a mask, especially if you're rushing the field at Notre Dame. Uh, you want for the Michigan since of the Michigan State podcast. Mm-hmm. This you just basketball in. stuff. Yeah, basketball, basketball stuff. Basketball season starts pretty quickly. Mm. You want to see this basketball season? Wear a stinking mask. Yeah, wear a mask, please, please, please wear a mask. These numbers are – Michigan just had its largest day by far today. I saw the numbers from Oklahoma. They had their largest day by double. This thing's not going away. We're going into flu season. It's winter. Um, obviously, Coach Campy, Greg Campy at Oakland has COVID. Um, Oakland's program is shut down for indefinitely, probably for a week or two. Their season's supposed to start in three weeks. Supposed to play? Yeah, yeah. um, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a early December game. That's what I'm hearing for Oakland and Michigan State. Um, Michigan State is going to play Duke, uh, right? Where are they going to play that game? 
They're going to play it at Duke, and I'm sure everyone's excited about that. Yeah, I'm sure you will be, right? You get all the camera crazies behind you, or unless they don't let fans in. They're not going to be there as of now. Really? And this is the part of the Champions Classic. Now, why exactly they couldn't play in Indianapolis like Kansas and Kentucky? I haven't gotten a real straight answer on that. Uh, Something to do with all the four conferences aren't exactly on the same page testing-wise, so how it ends up, I don't know. But there's two games on the docket, at Duke for that and at Virginia for Big Ten ACC. Other than that? That's it. We're still waiting on all these college basketball schedules. The season starts on November 25th, and we don't know who the hell all these teams are playing. It's And most most of the conferences haven't even released their schedules yet. Uh, and if they have, they've only, you know, like, for Horizon League just did, they're going to play back-to-backs at a single site. It's so weird. Um, but the Oakland, again, the Oakland-Michigan State game, we're looking at December for that game, but it's not finalized yet. Because, again, Michigan State's got to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, and maybe make it part of some MTE with a couple other teams. So who, Correct. Who yeah. knows what's going to happen? But um, yeah, so basketball is on the horizon. Knock on wood. You talk to coaches, and they're they're anxious and nervous about this college basketball season, given the time of year yeah. it is, given what has happened with football with a lot of cancellations, given this spike in numbers. So uh, we can only hope. That's it for the Big Ten, uh, the Green Room Podcast, uh, the weekend recap edition. We're going to do. Um, we're going to do this weekend recap edition every week um, because uh, there's been some positive feedback from it. You guys seem to enjoy us kind of, and it's good for Charbonneau too, because it's like right away, you know, it's fresh on his mind. We can talk about what happened in the game. Um, so we're going to continue to do this as far as the weekly regular edition, so to speak. Um, we'll do those as, as needed. And if we have guests or when you when basketball season starts, but we'll keep doing the green room weekend podcast edition again, Charbonneau's on Twitter, Matt Charbonneau. I'm on Twitter, Tony Plum, 1984. Check out DetroitNews.com for all your coverage. Matt, enjoy the rest of Saturday Night Live. That's it. I got to go watch Dave Chappelle's monologue. See ya. Good night.